something strange is happening to some ordinary people. Yeah, that's Jack. Real nice man. What do you do, rob a bank? He's a law-abiding taxpayer, minding his own business. Killed 12 people, wounded 23 more, stole six cars, most of them Ferraris. If anybody deserves to go that way, sure in the hell's him. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Ciao. This week, we'll be discussing the science fiction, crime, I don't know what this is. The Hidden, starring Michael Norrie and a, and a young, young Kyle MacLachlan. Kind of crazy mm-hmm. young in this. So good times had by all. Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist. Aaron, how are you doing? Oh my God. I got the shingle shot Friday. Just I was just bopping around town. I'm like, oh, you know, I got the first one. But a year later, I realized I was supposed to go back three months later. Like, no, 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 we can give it to you right now. I'm like, oh, what, what? after they gave me the shot, they're like, oh, I'm like, what are the side effects? Because last time I had it with the COVID, which which crushed me the next day. I'm like, oh, pretty sure. much the same side effects. I was like, oh, shit, because I was supposed to go out to dinner. Like, this is why I have my vacation was bullshit. Exactly. I had the exact same reaction to, as the COVID shot. So I was like walking around after it because I'd walked downtown. Got my shot and was shopping, getting my car detailed, and I was standing at a store, and all of a sudden, like this wave, and I almost lost balance. I was like, "Uh oh!" With a shingle, shingle, shingle. But everyone at work, everyone at work is getting like the shingles on their face, and, and it looks like an alien scar, like its tentacle wrapped around their face. And I did not want to get a shingle in the eye. So I needed to get it. Is what you're saying. Oh my God. I went home, slept for three hours, went out to dinner, felt okay. Woke up at like five in the morning with fever dreams of terror with a headache, like my head was going to explode. So basically, I, I laid in bed all day yesterday with Tylenol PM drifting in and out of comas watching movies like this i think i well, watched I it, it's that. alive in my in my fever coma <laughs> well thank you thank you for that little walk down memory lane uh, <laughs> you ask, your... you're gonna get i guess my goodness as a non-sequitur one time i was getting frozen yogurt when my son was a baby and i was living in long beach and uh, I asked the, the guy at the yogurt place how he was doing. He was like, well, my, my girlfriend just got an abortion. And I was very upset about this. I was like, what the f***? <laughs> That's what happens when you ask. Went on That's and on how, how very upset he was. I'm like, uh, yeah. can I get sprinkles with that, please? <laughs> I'm just making polite <laughs> conversations, sir. <laughs> well, um, sweet Jesus. Give us your Please 30 seconds on that cherry note. Uh, <laughs> oh, f- I mean, aliens chasing other aliens. They always look like some kind of a slug squid that live inside of you. Yet another alien that lives inside of you, but who's such a bust. You know, if if, if the aliens 
weren't just on a blitzkrieg listening to their heavy metal driving fast cars. They probably would have never been caught. But because you're such a, a blow it, uh, then another alien has to hunt you down. But if you were cool, you might have slipped by this. But That's because great. you're not cool, uh, I was like, what, what's the whole point? What is the whole point? If you create a ruckus wherever you are. This is not a very good way of hiding. Anyway, Kyle McLaughlin, an FBI agent, comes to track him down. Within three seconds, you'll realize he is an alien, too. And, uh, you know, people get shot. The good good triumphs over evil, kind of. Kyle McLaughlin lives forever. It really was like Twin Peaks if it was in L.A. (laughs) There was no law. There was no law, lady, if only there was. If, If only. I mean, Kyle, McLaughlin, uh, Kyle McLaughlin's performance in this movie is very similar to Agent Cooper from Twin well, Peaks. Kyle, I mean, character. I enjoy Kyle McLaughlin, but he is a Kevin Costner. He is Kyle. He is Kyle. He was Kyle when he was in Sex and the City. He's still Kyle. Kyle's Kyle. No, it's just that strange lack. I do like him. Well, see, that's the thing. If you're just going to be the same character everywhere, you need to be a likable character. See, Kevin Costner, I always thought, was kind of a a douche. But uh, Kyle, (laughs) I mean, nothing personal. I'm sure if I met him, he's a lovely person. That just hasn't been my Hollywood experience. Interesting. uh, But Kyle is just odd. He has no facial expression. I don't know if he's on the spectrum or what the story is, but I, I still like him. He's the he exact be... same character, where whether it's this or Twin Peaks or Sex in the City. Quite, quite frankly, it made Sex in the City a little more Twin Peaky. No if only no. he found an ear when he was walking out of his brownstone. So. That's what I'm saying. Be it Blue Velvet, be yeah. it Dune. McLaughlin's going to McLaughlin, is what you're saying. He's, gonna, he's a McLaughlin-ator. The so, McLaughlin group. Yeah, you absolutely. know, he's not doing Shakespeare in the park, okay? Let's just say that. Have you ever seen this movie before? Never. Never heard of it. Never even heard Don't of it. Know, never. Oh, my God. But it is uh, B-level acting uh, oh, right, no. right, right in the center of soap opera acting. That's where it is. Oh, it's shenanigans. Yeah. It's How shenanigans. I I honestly don't remember this movie being in theaters, but I do recall being in junior high, spending the night at a friend's house, and this was on like Movie Channel or something, and we watched it. I'd never heard of it before. I didn't know who Kyle McLaughlin was. I'm having a hard time saying McLaughlin, by the way. So get get ready, ladies. It's and like our Celtic people. It should just roll off your tongue. It should. I don't know what's happening. And I did. You Americanize. Sorry. I didn't know Michael Norrie either. So now, who was not as big a star? See, I thought he was in a ton of stuff. And maybe he was, but it was basically this and Flashdance. And that's Interesting, though, because I... And soap operas. Because Michael Norrie was looking good right here. This this is the peak good-looking Michael Norrie. But, like I said, soap opera-level acting. Well, I mean, how... I mean, Kyle McLaughlin looks like he's about 21, yeah. And Michael Norrie looks kind of a weathered kind of 45, maybe? What do you think? He is not 45. He's probably like 32. <laughs> but he's an 80s 32, is what you're saying. He's a 1980s 32, yes. 
Well, and that, okay. I, this is apropos of nothing. Um, I've, been watching, <laughs> I've been watching those Friday the 13th movies uh, oh, in preparation because, ladies and gentlemen, you may not know this, but coming up sometime later this year, we're going to be doing a Friday the 13th Megapod. So prepare yourself. Um, when, when, when you say we, you mean not me. Aaron, I Aaron has bowed out of this one. She pulled the ripcord and jumped out of the plane. Um, but in that first movie, spoiler alert, we discover who the killer is, and you think it's this old woman. She was 52 years old. In that Yikes. movie. Yikes. <laughs> she, was, she was barely a few years older than me and more than a few years younger than you. So strange. Oh Oh my God! Well, Sunset Boulevard, when it's Gloria Swanson all washed up, she's forty-two years old. <laughs> that's Hollywood for you. That, that, that's a, that was just some rough Hollywood years. Although her skin looked perfect, it's like pearly, pearly white. Uh, let's jump right in, shall we, to the hidden, uh, the highlights. What you got? Oh my God! How about uh, when you when you're a douchebag and you buy a Ferrari? Because these are '80s Ferraris, yes. so they look extra douchey. Uh, you also get free cocaine at the dealership. Do you like that? He had a tiny Ferrari with the back opened up, and it was full of cocaine. Oh, it's not about that's the like literally the car dealer. If you're the, the car, car dealer, dealer of Ferraris in the '80s, it's just standard. I've got some coke right here on my desk. For all my clients to use. It's the age. That's right. Let's get coked up and go race some $100,000 cars. Woo-hoo! Absolutely. Let the good and times our, roll. Our white linen suits. That, that was beautiful. There are a lot of questions about this movie. Because <laughs> basically what they say, so there's an alien who kind of climbs in your mouth. And I have to say that the alien climbing in the mouth was kind of gross. That was like it an was, unsettling scene. It was. It was like some kind of weird gag porn. But I mean, it's basically impossible because yes. it was like giving birth through your mouth. It's yes. just not going to do that. The jaw just doesn't unhinge. It was, it was way a too slug big. the size of a cat, essentially a, going a, in your mouth. It was a slugtopus because yes. it also had tentacles. Yes, and it was slimy. It was it was a remarkably effective, gross moment. Uh, but you're right, physically. Uh, I would say. Much better than the thing. I'll oh, just put that out go. there. Here you go. <laughs> um, so this this alien, it's like an alien criminal on the loose is what we're supposed to think, I, I guess. But who's all, who's just into heavy metal, fast cars, and, and that's, that's about it. it. And that's about it. Now he'll steal. This is the craziest thing. If he just steals everything, then why is he robbing banks? He doesn't need the money. If he's just stealing it. Stop buying yeah. things. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It no <laughs> nothing makes sense. There's a lot, lot of question marks here. Uh, and, of course, the alien just keeps swapping bodies out as each body breaks down sometimes. Yes. I mean, it really makes sense. You shoot, shoot the guy in the head, he's still going, and then just eventually dies. Uh, then the creature crawls out and, and jumps into the next host. That's correct. That's so it, the mo beginning of the movie starts out kind of effectively because you see the the guy you see just some dude walk into a bank shoot down the security guards or whatever grab the bags of money climb into his black ferrari crank up the heavy metal and just go on a car chase with cops chasing him at this point we don't know anything other than the the dude turns to the camera 
in the bank and smiles at it. Before and it he looks shoots good. Again. They're looking good, like like a very light tan kind of linen suit with top siders, with no socks. Yep. Love that look. That was a glasses, little, glasses, little wireframe glasses, good. and like a uh -huh. uh, beige trench trench coat. And he drives a black Ferrari. And then there's that the the 80s like car chase montage where it's just nonstop people wandering through the street right in time for the Ferrari to crash into them. There's the there's the no, no, there's a, he's now like on a sidewalk. There, he's yes. on a sidewalk through in a busy park in, in, in LA, and nobody happens to be on the sidewalk except for a man in a wheelchair. <laughs> There's this a nurse, nurse quick, quickly abandons him and dives off. That's my favorite part. Yes. <laughs> the nurse is pushing some old man in the park. And the Ferrari comes around the corner and just bears down. The nurse says deuces. I mean, deuces. Does not deuces. even try to pull the wheelchair out of the way. No. The wheelchair goes flying. Corpse bouncing. Very upsetting. Very, but it lets, <laughs> you know, lets you know that this dude does not giza. Clearly, mm -hmm. there's the other scene that I was talking about where it's like two guys walking across the busy street carrying a pane of glass. Oh, God, that's what they do. That's... Oh, my God. You have to... what, what are we still doing that? Is that still a thing? I mean, didn't they do that in Laurel and Hardy days? What is this? <laughs> yes, it is. Keystone We're still Cops. bringing that up. There's the Keystone Cops. These are the ah. Keystone Cops. If you know you're carrying a huge plane of a pane of glass, why not park on the correct side of the street? Let's do that. So we're not walking across the freeway. We're not walking across the freeway with this huge pane of glass. But that's neither here nor there. Of course, the car drives right through it, hits them. Corpses are just lining the street at this stage of the game. Very upsetting. Um, well, how, how about when they finally get the dude to crash? The, yes. the the original incarnation. He gets out of the car. He seems to be totally unarmed. So nine police officers just start shooting. So that's, that's believable. Yeah, that's when you knew you were really in L.A. <laughs> that's correct. That was the most believable part. Yes, he gets a car, horrible car accident. The The killer gets out of the car unarmed, and the cops just unload on him. Boom, 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 boom. It was, it was a sad situation. So at this point, he had been shot a few times. So we know there's something up with him. We don't know if he's the Terminator or what the story is. Um, I mean, Kevin. All right, so it doesn't hurt you and all that. It may not kill you. But uh, one of the other incarnations gets shot in both shoulders several times. I would assume things would just stop working after you don't have a shoulder. How are your arms working? That is correct. These are Just ask, ask him for a friend. The, the muscles, the tendons, yes. Eventually the stuff is not going to work as well anymore. One would think. One, One would think. think. So I guess the idea is, is that he, the alien rides in these bodies until, I mean, long past where they should be dead meat, essentially, right? But eventually right. it gets too damaged and then crawls out and then crawls into somebody else's mouth and then the story continues. Well, and the beauty is whenever the host dies, there only ever is one other person by or a dog. Yes, convenient. Convenient, never dies in front of a crowd. That's correct. That's because you're right. When the cops gun him down, the Ferrari explodes again as though it was loaded with napalm. I mean, it goes up mushroom cloud in the sky, and 
Body's still alive, so they take him to the hospital. But of course, he's just a he's a burned mess, and that's when we see the creature. Go ahead. Why was why did the car explode? That's what confused me. Because then I thought, well, maybe they're not shooting him; they're shooting next to him to explode the car. Because that's really what happened. The right, car just yes. doesn't randomly blow up, so that makes also no goddamn sense. <laughs> well, I think the bullets were passing through his body into the gas tank. I, I, How come they don't pass through the alien? That's an excellent... You're absolutely right. Like, if you're getting shot, the bullets are going through your body, the alien's in your body. You think you think it would take a few shells? I mean, your, body, your rib cage isn't bulletproof, as far as I know. I'm not a yeah. doctor. Shenanigans. It's, it's a, a lot of shenanigans. Um, I wrote down yucky mouth creature. Because yeah, I, you don't want to kiss. You kiss your mama with that mouth. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, Wait a minute, Kevin. Did you shave off your mustache, or is it just the light? It's the light. It's it's trimmed. You can still All see. Right. It's trimmed, but there's a bright light. This is not. This is, right. uh, the audience at home doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> I trimmed it. All right. He so the second body he climbs into is like an old dude with like a heart issue. So for the next twenty minutes, you hear a lot of burping and belching and body. <laughs> body the hospital for for gas. Clearly, some indigestion. It's so he'll be in a restaurant blasting <laughs> the rock music, and the waitress walks by, and then you hear like. Bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> is this played for comedy? I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be laughing at this moment or what's happening. I just kept waiting for the vomiting to start. And thankfully, we did not see that. Thankfully. Um, so we meet Kyle McLaughlin. Michael Norrie was the cop, the L.A. cop, trying to track down this dude who was a law-abiding citizen until two weeks ago. And now he's a deranged serial killer, thrill killer on, on the loose, essentially. Right. And Kyle McLaughlin is allegedly a uh, FBI agent here to track down this killer. Um, but again, it, you know something's up with Kyle McLaughlin, but it's hard to know if it's just his acting style or if there's something, <laughs> if there's something else going on. These are often questions. It is often questions. As soon as he, the, he, he gets in, the, Michael Norrie gets in the car with Kyle McLaughlin. It's a, it's a Porsche. Yeah, uh, a gold Porsche, and uh, you know, ask how much it is, and, and basically tells him it's stolen. Right? He's like, I don't know how much it costs. Well, would you steal it? Yeah. He's like, yes. Right. So again, fast cars. It would have been funny if he was also putting in Judas Priest or something while he was cruising <laughs> town. What did he pop? Did he pop in anything? Perry Como or Percy Fair? No. He wasn't really rocking it. So that was him going uh, deep cover. Yes, but he also drove recklessly. Like quickly, like in residential areas going 90. It was a lot of those kind of moments where it's like and, the alien got no, to drive fast. And no fear that anyone's going to run those plates of a stolen Porsche. No one's looking for a stolen Porsche. Right. Well, and that's it's like, okay, later it's revealed he's not an FBI agent. Like even his bot, like he's he's stolen the identity of an FBI agent, and he stole this car, because you got to do it. So I mean, is he really a good guy either? It's hard to say. He can't drive fifty-five. I mean, 
Is he a good guy? He's just a guy out for revenge. Is he a space cop? Is it one of those situations? I mean, he implies that this dude his killed his partner. His partner was killed by this, this killer. And then his wife and daughter were killed as well. So that was that was a later thing. When Michael Norrie unexpectedly and <laughs> inexplicably invites crazy Kyle McLaughlin, he's like, to come hey, stay at our house. Yes, not just stay for dinner, but please curl up in the guest room. I met you and today. Come into my daughter's bedroom. I want you to meet my my small child. So <laughs> and they creepy. share a particularly creepy moment as well with the where the daughter and the alien look at each other with, <laughs> with a pedo in the eye. Who's to say? Very upsetting. And again, Kyle McLaughlin cannot keep it together. Even at the table where he's trying to talk to them, he cannot just pretend to be a normal dude. It's always some weird. First of all, he gets hammered drinking light beer. <laughs> uh, and then just says stuff that has them constantly going, looking at each other like, what? What? What are you talking about? That, but that was in case you hadn't already figured out he was an alien. He doesn't know any slang. He doesn't know anything about anything. Right. You can't just keep it together. No. no. I like when he's, he's taking bites out of the Alka-Seltzer. Right. Well, so there was the first joke, he, because he's, you know, suffering from a hangover. So he gives him the Alka-Seltzer and takes a bite out of it. He's like, no, 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 it's Alka-Seltzer. You put it in water. So then later in the movie, somebody brings him an aspirin. And he puts, he drops the aspirin in the water. And then he's like trying to get the aspirin that is now stuck to the bottom of the glass. He's like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> he's an alien. Cut him some slack. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Later in the movie, now the old man, the alien with the old man, what was up with like, there was like a little weird tentacle squirting out of his arm. Did you notice that? Yeah. And then he, I wrote that down. What's that about? You're the alien. Are, are you saying you can't? keep yourself together that you're springing loose and then he tapes it down what is that what was that supposed to be Kyle McLaughlin is not like springing a leak I mean what is this well they established that this body had a heart condition now why that causes one to squirt out of your arm and a tentacle squirt out (laughs) exactly because you're right it's like this should all be working together Right. This is when you take over the body. Now it's just one identity. Right. It shouldn't be like, right. oh, damn, this tentacle squirting out. It's your damn tentacle. That's right. And you would think you would have control over your parts of your body. You would think you would think. Now, what happens? He sees a couple walking together in the park or something. So he's like, well, I'm going to go to a strip club. I'm going to go to a strip club and then just kind of be creepy at the bar. <laughs> I don't know what his plan at this point was at all. Who knows what's happening? Well, first of all, how do they speak English? And how would they be even interested in the strip club? Right. I mean, reverse it. If you were now pretending to be a slug person, would watching other slugs slop around on a bar be hot for you? Give me a break. I mean, how good looking are those female slugs is my only question. I mean, who's to say? I don't it want to close be, any doors. I would, ass- I would assume be, looking at a human would be just as horrific as us looking at the slug. But he doesn't seem to be interested in, in the female stripper who does the the most bizarre <laughs> 80s strip. This was even more bizarre than Vamp. 
frankly. She's on stage wearing a huge, like, shoulder pad, like, leather jacket, does, like, a five-minute routine, and, and, and no nudity. It was the weirdest. <laughs> it was like, what kind of, what play, is this a class year? 80s strip club? I don't know. Strip club with no strippers. It's a gentleman's club. That's the difference. I think, I think that's what it comes down to. But he takes over her body for some reason. Now, Did you see her crazy outfit where the G-string is built into the dress? There was a lot of issues with this. Number one, her boobs looked like she was like wearing some kind of an appliance. Like she was a drag queen or something. It didn't look like a real chest at all. And then when you saw her from behind, it was like, check out my butt cleavage. It was like, it was the weirdest. Oh it was a strange outfit, to say the least. So now this, now she's the killer. Because again, Michael Norrie's like, what the hell? You're after this dude. We killed him yesterday. And now his body's dead in the hospital. And my Kyle McLaughlin's like, oh, no, no. Now it's the old man who is in the bed next to him. Oh, no, no. Now it's the stripper. At the so eventually, and he's not putting it together, and he's not right. like, "What do you mean?" Well, it can't be they all. This was all set up. He was trying to make it seem like, "Oh, well, the other guy must have been there visiting." Well, wouldn't a check realize he was the dude in the bed next door? Right. No, Absolutely. nobody asked questions. Right. Well, they, they, he tries to say like they're in it together. Right. Like they were partners or something, but it, again, it's like. This dude had no criminal record until he became a raving uh, psychopath. And now this dude, who happened to share a, a hospital bed with him, now he's the raving psychopath. Right. It's like, and they all set it up with, uh, with uh, the stripper and uh, the three police officers and a dog. It's all been set up together. Now, I mean, inevitably, Kyle McLaughlin eventually tells him, hey... There's an alien thing going down. And I always, you always watch these movies and you're like, do you look down on the detective for not going, you know what, nothing else makes sense? Or, I mean, I don't know what, what's an appropriate reaction when you're faced with this conclusion? I don't know. And there's a lot of questions. Uh, how about when Michael Norrie eventually arrests Kyle McLaughlin with no charges? Arrest him. Okay. Go ahead and arrest him. Uh, why? Don't ask me why. Okay. Yeah, just lock him up. That's how we do it. That's how we, this is America. That's how we do yeah. it. What, what are the charges for being strange? For, for being, being uh, strange. People Absolutely. are strange. People are strange. There was one funny thing when they were figuring out that Kyle McLaughlin is not who he says he is. Yeah. They're like, I had them wire a picture of the detective and it's an eight by ten glossy how do you wire an eight by ten glossy yeah it doesn't work that way uh, quite frankly i'm not even sure what it means when you wire someone or something is, is well, that's not even a fax what the what the f is, is that on the dot matrix yes it's it's a precursor <laughs> to the fax machine but you're right it's not an eight by ten glossy with the signature <laughs> with the autograph on my desk kyle Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> did you notice Danny Trejo in this movie? Well, I knew he was in it, but as soon as he appeared, I was like, yeah, good job, Danny, with like a blonde mullet or something. He or was, highlights. He was in He was in the, the jail cell. Yeah. When they're having the shootout in the hallways, 
Danny Trejo's like, hey, man, let me out. And, of course, just gets gunned down. He's in two. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is five years at least prior to, uh, you know, Desperado or whatever. Uh, so this is this is young Danny Trejo, who still looked like he was 65 years old. He still looks like he was 65, but it was just the beginning. He had no idea how famous he would have become. Uh, and did right. you notice that the guy from Law and Order, when he bends over uh, to check on the, the the fallen officer, gets shot in the penis? Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. The the one Gotta that, hurt. was it. Was he like the original assistant district attorney on Law and Order? I'm trying to remember. I think it was like early days. Early, he was like Michael Moriarty's assistant or something. Something Not assistant, like that. But something like that. He was one of the Order guys. Like, because remember, Law and Order has had a thousand different cast members. The original ones oh. were like Paul Sorvino was one of the cops on Law and Order. I mean, basically, they took everyone who was in uh, Oz on HBO and dropped them into Law and Order. There's literally Oz was after every Law and Order. I'm just Oz. telling you, it, it was mirror cast. Everybody who had ever been in Oz was in Law and Order. I want yes. you to think about that. Absolutely. With, with the exception of the women. That, oh, very upsetting. There weren't a lot of women in the men's prison. That was a great show, by the way. <laughs> that, that does make sense. Edie Falco, wasn't she on uh, Oz? She was like a nurse or something. I don't know, Nurse Jackie. I don't remember. I never watched Oz. Edie Falco was not high on my list. That was good. J.K., uh, what's his name? J.K. Simmons was the Simmons. white supremacist. Uh, and then the fake John Copeland, he was in Special Victims Unit. I mean, that and then when they... <laughs> John Copeland's our cousin, who we think looks just like uh, that one officer from Ron Chris Maloney. Chris Maloney. On He's a doppelganger. Special Victim with Not... Mariska Haggerty. And she's still rocking it. She's doing her thing. No question. Yeah. No question. Um, so I, I just want to say that it, Law and Order was so prevalent. I mean, I, I think it's still on. I'm not watching it anymore. Not. But I remember being in Italy, and I was on the patio, and it was a courtyard, and I was hanging my laundry out. And from at least four uh, rooms, I heard, dum <laughs> Absolutely. Take, rip from the jaws of the headlines. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I'm totally... So the, the evil alien spontaneously decides that he wants to be in the senator's body. Did you suddenly get this bizarre motivation? Seemed to make no sense at all. And the, his assistant watched the whole thing from the closet and never said a word. What was the point of yes. doing her POV if she's then not going to say anything? That's correct. These are important <laughs> questions. Well, it's Nonsensical. Okay. Yeah. It makes no sense. So eventually Michael Norrie realizes that this is really what's going down. His boss gets taken over by the creature because when the stripper is shot down and jumped off the roof, the alien jumped out of her mouth into the dog's mouth. Because, of course, the lieutenant brought his, his brought Rover with him to the crime scene for some reason. As, as one does. As one does. I mean, now, look, I live in Orange County. Not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> but back in the 80s, people left their damn dogs at home. Anyway, 
That's how God intended. As God, as Jesus spoke, the, uh, the dog jumps on the man and spits the creature into his mouth. So he goes to the place and he's just walking down the hall, getting guns and, and just shooting up the place. People are very quick to shoot their buddies, by the way. You know, he just looks like the lieutenant. Shoot him. Okay. All right. <laughs> I never liked yeah. him much anyway. It was an angrier time. Less gun control. Basically. Basically. So he turns into the uh, creature. He gets shot down, jumps into another cop. So basically, by the end of the movie, all the cops are dead. That's all right. the cops in Los Angeles, dead. That Richard it's... Brooks from Law and Order gets shot in the dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> they so think ridiculous. they've shot down the lieutenant. He goes and check on him. Get away from him. Too late. Takes two right in the nards. Um, <laughs> so he's dead. Uh, jumps what, what into the, the, one of the good scenes is um, at the end, Kyle McLaughlin has a flamethrower to kill the senator after he's been shot like 30 times. But yes. the, amu the amusing thing is, as soon as he starts firing uh, the flamethrower, everyone stands down. So just watch it happen. <laughs> That's Okay, yes. Earlier in the movie, Law and Order's like, look at this. It's a portable flamethrower. You knew that was coming back. Let's <laughs> check out this flamethrower. Where'd you get that flamethrower from? Some gangbanger <laughs> from... Uh, on, uh, uh, Crenshaw? It's like you took a, a flame... Yeah, they have flamethrowers now. So, yes, you knew that was coming back. When... Well, in, in the jail, he had a bazooka. Took a bazooka. Yeah, exactly. And, and he had a... What do you call those? Oh, my God. I, I forgot what they're called. Grenade. Them, a grenade, which yes. he lobs uh, into the, the jail also. That's correct. I don't remember him walking in with all that. Do you remember him walking in with a bazooka and a grenade? I mean, the grenade maybe was in his pocket, but the bazooka, I mean, am I am I having uh, brain damage? I don't okay. remember him walking in with a bazooka strapped to his back. So when Kyle McLaughlin gets arrested, they take away all his stuff, including his crazy alien gun. That's right. just like a little laser. So there's a scene where, you know, some forensics guy is testing the weapons as they do and he grabs the laser gun and starts spraying shooting shooting the wall until the wall explodes boom right which alerts kyle mclaughlin that his weapons have been fired and the crazy slug man that the weapons been fired so then they all converge in there and he goes in there evil lieutenant takes a bunch of guns michael nori goes in there grabs a grenade grabs a few more things you know to help with the shootout um, so there's some, there's something going on there. And what they realize is that the laser doesn't work on people. Evidently. Just on walls. Works on walls. And aliens. And, and on the aliens. Now the, the slug creature, I guess, is immune to the flamethrowers or the bullets <laughs> ripping through the bodies. It can only be killed by the crazy, uh, laser. So Kyle McLaughlin, he's like, I'm burning your body in front of 50 Secret Service agents who shot me to death. Uh, but the flames don't affect the slug. Then I shoot you with the laser, I guess. And it immediately turns to, to mush. So good time. I guess the plan worked. 
And the most amusing thing is Kyle McLaughlin lives after being shot 1,000 times, but Michael Norrie dies from getting shot once. Yes. So he wrote, <laughs> I was watching this scene going, what are you doing? He's in a shootout with the evil alien who's taken over like his partner's body. Right. And runs out of bullets and goes, whoops, stops, puts his hands up. I'm out of ammo. Don't kill <laughs> I, I've watched you murder 50 people right now. I think I still run for cover or something. Don't just stand there. You know he's going to shoot you, you silly bastard. Ding dong, daddy Now, as a child watching this movie, I vaguely remember the ending scene, but it really hit me what happened. So Michael Nury is basically on life support. Right. He is, he's in a coma, but is, is not going to last. He'll be dead in five minutes. Kyle McLaughlin shot 30 times, also in the hospital. But basically fine. He's not in handcuffs anymore, even though he tried to assassinate the, the senator, as far as everyone knows. He's just free to wander the halls. He goes in there and stands over Michael Norrie and opens his mouth. And then like a beam of energy comes out of his mouth into Michael Norrie's mouth. Kyle McLaughlin slumps over dead at this point. And Michael Norrie's eyes pop open. I think as a child, I thought that he used special powers to heal Michael Norrie. Right. But that's not what happened. <laughs> that is not so, what happened. But see, here's the interesting part. Because when they did the transfer before, there were no beams of light. So it's a different type of alien is what we think, right? That's how I, I, that's how I, I thought it was healing him too. But then I thought, hmm, because he did open yeah. his mouth. Right. So now Kyle McLaughlin wants wants his life. Because what happened right before, it, he didn't just, like, kill him. Uh, he died. He was going into, you know, all the lights were going off yes. on the machine, and Kyle just turned them off. Because apparently the machine's not hooked up to a nurse's station somewhere. Where people <laughs> There's would no come code blue again. alarms echoing in the halls? No. He, right. He's been dead for six hours. Who knew? <laughs> Until the smell seeped into the hall. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that, that is a question. That is a question. Because well, there was I don't, I don't no light. I don't think it's a question. I think so Kyle McLaughlin... You think he jumped in? Yes. I think that's the only way you can interpret this, is Michael Norrie is dead. The friendly alien, Kyle McLaughlin, is now inhabiting his body. But that doesn't make any sense, because when the body dies, then the host can't use them anymore. Right. I that's the only question because it's true. It's like he was kind of acting like Kyle McLaughlin. So this is not really a happy ending. Michael Norrie's family man, wife and, and young daughter is now not, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. You're not my he's dad. Not gonna yeah. He's not going to have any of the memories because basically the daughter was like giving him the look. Right. The uh, same look that she gave him in the bedroom when he was Kyle McLaughlin. He's not going to remember, unless he has a good memory, he's not going to know his daughter's middle name, when she was born, anything. Are you just going to claim to have some kind of amnesia? Something? I mean, because that's, a, here's something else. Usually in these kind of 80s cop movies, your central protagonist, the police officer, usually has like an ex-wife that he hasn't seen and he hasn't spent time with his daughter because he's kind of a driven police officer like he, he, right. he's bad in marriage this movie kind of doesn't do that it's like yes he's dedicated 
but he clearly still has a loving relationship with his wife. And he, you know, he comes home for dinner and let's, let me, you're, you're uh, putting down little Sally to bed. I'm going to pop in and give her a kiss on the, like, everything seems cool because I guess then that kind of lends itself so that when Kyle McLaughlin takes him over, like on some level, you're supposed to think Kyle McLaughlin is doing a good turn. Right. I guess your husband is dead. So now you get fake dad. I'll be I'll be your pretend father and pretend uh, husband. I I guess I don't know. Or Kyle McLaughlin sacrificed himself to give life to him. That would make I mean that would be a better way to do it. But if you're going to do that, you need to make clear that that's what's happened. Like there needs to be a moment where Kyle McLaughlin, like Michael Nury's waking up. And Kyle McLaughlin is still kind of there going, I, I gave you the gift of life or, you know, <laughs> something instead of just he flumps over like all the other times. Right. Dead. Now there's a corpse lying next to the bed. And now you pop your eyes open in a creepy way and kind of look around. Well, I mean, was it a coma? <laughs> I, so I say the end is undetermined. Uh, okay. Agree to disagree. Just, just because we're assuming they're the same type of alien and that there was no beam of light during any of the other transfers. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind. There is, there was a direct to video hidden too that came oh, out God. in the nineties. You're oh, going to be God. shocked to realize no Kyle McLaughlin, no Michael Norrie. Well, interesting. What does that mean? Just Michael Nori jumped out of his face and jumped into his wife and, and killed well, the, the whole actress. family. Well, the actress said, I ain't coming back for a direct-to-video sequel. Is what yeah. <laughs> Same so characters. Uh, let's see. The good alien has been inhabiting Tom Beck's body. Okay. <laughs> Which is a which is not a good choice. It's it's a weird choice to do, because I don't know. It makes you. It makes you go like, "What the hell? Why? Why does why? It should have been Michael Nori lives, right? Right? Or like we said, Michael Nori is critically wounded, but Kyle McLaughlin uses alien abilities to to heal him or something along the line. The the body that he switches into the body is weird. That's a weird choice to make for the movie. Especially because it doesn't make sense. If Michael Norris dead, then you shouldn't be able to pop then in there you shouldn't there be anyway. able to. Right. Sweet Jesus. Mm. Um, anything else? No. I'm, I'm glad I never saw this movie before. I in, in spite of all these questions, I enjoyed most of this movie. I thought it was fun. It's got a lot of fun car chases, a lot of fun shootouts. There's bizarre 80s strippers. Um, Kyle McLaughlin doing Kyle McLaughlin things. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Let's go behind the scenes, shall we? Do tell. Claudia Christian, who played Brenda the Stripper, she likes to tell two stories from this movie. The first story is that the producers found her breasts visually inadequate. <laughs> so they went and designed her costume to emphasize her butt, which is why you get the crazy, <laughs> the crazy uh, 
butt cleavage outfit that she wears later. The, in the thong movie. is so into that. It, it, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, I have enough problems with bodysuits. I can't even imagine now just having a piece of wire and just digging into your hoo-ha. It's, <laughs> hopefully it's not a piece of wire, <laughs> but who's to say? Um, the second is she received an eye injury from firing all the crazy guns that she fires. Evidently the prop gun something kind of blew back at her face and struck her cornea and scratched her her eye. So she had, you know, had some issues there briefly. But when she later was working on Babylon 5, that science fiction series, uh, when she'd fire the crazy laser guns, she would still kind of turn away instinctively, even though they were just pieces of plastic. Just in case. Just in case. PTSD, brother. That's right. Of all his films, director Jack Shoulder says this is his favorite. I don't know who Jack Shoulder is. We're going to have to look and see what other films I guess he's referring so. to. Yeah. Michael Nori. Shallow Pole. He turned down the role of Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon to do this movie. My, Mel Gibson got that role instead. <laughs> that seems like a bad move. Uh, sound reasoning uh i would love to hear what he thought about that yikes i would love i would love to hear the reasoning as well that makes no (laughs) sense uh during an interview claudia christian brenda said that she got her role on babylon 5 because she mentioned uh, that she had prior uh uh, experience alien experience Kyle MacLachlan and Chris Mulkey, who plays the first evil body, uh, worked together on Twin Peaks a few years later. They're both in it. There you go. Um, Director Jack Shoulder was inspired by Sidney Lumet crime films when approaching the cop scenes. There you go. (laughs) Give me a break. Who knows? Give me a break. Give me a break. Well, it's if you watch this movie, it's kind of like Alien Nation, where it's basically a cop movie that they add kind of science fiction elements to. Something to think about. Did I see Alien Nation? Did we do that one? Is that the yes, one with did. the consume? consume? We, we, we did that one. No, that's They Live. Oh, They Live. They Live, oh. which we've also done on this show. Alien Nation is Mandy Patinkin and James Caan are cops. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was a much better film. That was a much didn't better. Feel that way at the time, I'll tell you. But, why. but in, in in comparison, that was a much better film. I, I want to say that again. Mandy Patinkin and James Caan are cops in futuristic LA. Mandy Patinkin is an alien. So there yeah, you go. They had so, they had no chemistry. It was fantastic. Oh, it's dynamite, dynamite, <laughs> dynamite. Uh, let's see. Three years after Kyle McLaughlin starred in this film, he originated his signature role as another youthful FBI agent, Dale Cooper on Twin Peaks. There you go. We talked about that briefly. Uh, let's see. I I love these, these things. These actors were considered for the role of Tom Beck, the Michael Norrie role. Okay. It doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean. It means the idea popped into someone's head like, what about this too? What about Tom Cruise? It's it's totally ridiculous. So here here's the list. Okay. Mel Gibson. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. 
Harrison Ford, Kurt Russell, Christopher Lambert, Michael Keaton, Richard Dreyfus, Ron Perlman, Stephen Lang, Michael Richard Keaton, Dreyfus, Jeff Richards, <laughs> Nick Nolte, Gary Busey, Tommy Lee Jones, Richard Gere, Burt Reynolds, Don Johnson, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis. So basically every male actor working in action films in the 80s. Good times. Uh, a character named DeVries appears in Dune. And this movie, remember the first killer's name was DeVries. Okay. So, you know, they both star Kyle McLaughlin. These are mm -hmm. not helpful things. Mm -hmm. Good time. Not at all. Um, the transfer of the alien in the hospital bed, where they, you know, the thing crawls out of the one dude's mouth and kind of crawls Yes. Out. They used fake heads, obviously, uh, obviously. To, to show this stuff. But the, the actor who played the old man in the bed was so disgusted seeing the alien go into his fake head, he had to, he had to leave the room. He refused to watch. Ew. He was like, I'm out. I, I was mouth sodomized by an alien. <laughs> Pretty much. Very upsetting. The original ending of the film had the alien disguised as the senator getting away. There you go. Huh. All right. Uh, let's talk about the cast and crew, shall we? All right. Jack Holder was the director of this film. You know him from The Hidden, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, something called Renegades. Oh, I know Renegades. It stars uh, Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, where they oh, are... Trying to stop a crime or something. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and <laughs> something called Arachnid, starring. Not to be confused with arachnophobia. No, this is Arachnid, starring no one I've ever heard of. So, <laughs> of all these films, <laughs> The Hidden is his favorite. So, there you go. Let's talk about the cast. Um, Kyle McLaughlin played Special Agent Lloyd Gallagher. No, he isn't. He's an alien. <laughs> uh, you know him from Twin Peaks. David Lynch. Paul Atreides, absolutely. Uh -huh. He was the mayor in Portlandia. Yes, he Blue was. Velvet. Uh, and all sorts of other weird stuff. And the, about sex in the sex city. in the city. And the mayor of Portlandia. Same character. Still, same, still they're Kyle. They're all the same character. It's all still Kyle. Michael Nori played Detective Tom Beck. You know him from The Hidden. He was in Flashdance, as I said. As Wasn't he a police officer in Flashdance as well? I'm trying to remember. Maybe. No, or, yeah, she was a steel worker. What was uh, but he? on a Saturday night, she'd yeah. get, start doing her flash dancing. I so remember thinking he was, he was kind of foxy. But I think, I, oh my God, I haven't seen that since it came out. But I, I think he was kind of dickish. Uh, he was in The Terminal in 2000. Not The Terminator, but The Terminal. The term the Terminal, that's with Tom Hanks. And oh. I just, I literally just watched this movie a couple days ago. What? Uh, the Proposal with uh, uh, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. He played her boss. So he's still working. He's still doing yeah. things. But, uh, you know, his his bright light of being the star of the movie was was kind of kind of small there did, did, i think he did some soap opera work too because that's about the right level claudia christian played brenda lee van buren the stripper that's <laughs> a the long story. name that's what i'm saying uh you know her from babylon 5 
She was in Half Past Dead. She, she looked really in, familiar. Yeah, she's been in some stuff. Uh, Atlantis, The no. Lost Empire, which was a cartoon. No. No. And she was in something called Hexed as Hexena. Don't know it. Don't know. Apparently I don't know her at all. Because I didn't watch Babylon 5. Lieutenant Ed Flynn was played by Clue, <laughs> Clue Gulliger, which we know him from Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah, he was Bert in Return of the Living Dead. He's also in Feast, Nightmare on Elm Street. Part. Oh, he's in uh, Freddy's Revenge as well. Look at that. Ooh. And he was in uh, The Last Picture Show. He did a bunch wow. of stuff in like the 50s and 60s, like cowboy stuff. Um, Ed O'Ross played a Cliff Willis. That was uh, Tom Beck's partner. You know him from Red Heat. He was itchy in Dick Tracy. He was in Lethal Weapon. He did both movies, evidently. Too bad, Michael That's right, exactly. Uh, and Richard Brooks played Sanchez. You know him from Anticipation, Being Mary Jane, The Crow, City of Angels, The oh Hidden. God. But we only know him from Law and Order, the original. Yeah. I think that's all. Any other cast members you want to know about? And of course, we mentioned Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Let me see if I can find him. Because he literally has one line. He's in one scene. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to look for him. Oh, here he goes. Danny Trejo plays Prisoner. Prisoner. Uh, You know him from Machete, from Dust Till Dawn, Uh Predators, and Machete Kills. So there you go. Honestly, hasn't he been in more stuff? Yeah, I only did like the top few movies. Oh, every their entire career. Literally, I think it was a Shark Boy Lava Girl. He was like everything Rodriguez did. Yes, well, because Rodriguez he's the kindly uh, uncle or something. He always he thought Danny Trejo should be the Mexican Charles Bronson. I I can see that. I can absolutely see that. And he was in Charles Bronson movies as a criminal. Yeah, Charles Bronson. He kind of looks like Charles Bronson. Does. I can totally see that. Kind of cranky I can totally face, see that. Facial hair, mustache, absolutely. That's what we need. We need some more kind of noir, beaten down detective movies. I think Question. we're ready for that. And that could totally be Danny Trejo. Shall we talk about the ratings? Lay it on me, brother. The movie currently has 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score, 72. There you go. That Let's talk good. about the top critics. Are you ready? Yes. Roger Ebert says, A thriller that talks like a thriller and walks like a thriller, but has more brains than the average thriller. What the f***? Four. Three out of four. There you go. Vincent Canby of the New York Wait a Times. minute. He, he's referred to this as a smart and snappy detective movie? Is that basically my... Uh, he says, a sleeper understand. that talks and walks like a thriller, but has more brains than the average thriller. So there you go. It's a thriller. So, a smart thriller. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He loves it. Maybe he had too much cocaine out of the back of, of the little uh, Ferrari at the dealership. It was the 80s. We can't count it out. Anything's possible. Um, Vincent Canby of the New York Times says, a jokey sci-fi horror movie about the desperate pursuit of a vile thing from outer space. 
two out of four. So not that's considered rotten. What is your rating of the hit? I'm gonna give it two shots in the dick out of four, out of five, out of out ten. Of <laughs> I the thought it was worse. boring. I thought it was boring. Oh no 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 no! That's <laughs> I just watched it five minutes ago. It's still very fresh in my brain. Don't don't worry about that. Uh, don't give me any cocaine to say otherwise. It's not too late. Uh, let's see. Okay. I give it, uh, let's see, three out of five greasy mouth slugs going into <laughs> an old man's mouth. I mean, I thought three out of five. I thought it was fun. It's not great or by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought it was fun. I thought it did uh, what it was supposed to do. Michael Norrie, he plays it real. I mean, he plays it like a real detective. Kyle McLaughlin does weird Kyle McLaughlin stuff. As he do. As he do. There's a lot of car chases, a lot of gunfights. Not not the best movie you'll see, but I think it's fun. You know, it's a rainy Saturday afternoon. You got nowhere else to be. You stumble upon it on Channel 5. Let it roll is what I say. No? I don't even know what the hell you're saying anymore. I'm very disappointed in you and your opinion today. <laughs> Shame, shame, shame. Shame. Ring the bell. <laughs> so, thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at TPodcastTWDie. Go to our page on Facebook at The Podcast That Wouldn't Die. Aaron, are we on Instagram? Are we on Twitter? Are we on Twitter? We're on, are we on we're, yes, what? we what? are. <laughs> we're on the Twitski. We're the podcast that wouldn't die. I already knew <laughs> that one. Are we on TikTok? <laughs> miss- we're on the- the TikTok, which I had to get myself off of because it's too addicting. And, uh, oh, my God. We're the TikTok. We are the podcast that wouldn't die. We're on Instagram. We are the podcast that wouldn't die. We are on Friendster. We're the podcast that wouldn't die. We're not on Friendster. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review, won't you? Erin, are you on social media, for goodness sake? I'm on much media. I am on the Instagram. I am Don't Feed the Pigeon and the Cult of Erin. The Pigeon is about pigeon. Good stuff. As in me as the pigeon. I am on, uh, it's not social media, but uh, I'm on Artsy and First Dibs, Aaron Doherty. Go buy my art. Won't you please? Won't you please? Um, Next week, we'll be discussing the horror classic, It's Alive, starring a crazy mutant baby. And we're going to have a special guest, um, the former host of Voluntary Input, Leo Allen, will be joining us. So that'll be a nice little treat. And spoiler well. alert, It's Alive is a better film. I nice. never thought I'd, li- I'd live to see that day. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. If you want to watch it and send any favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, or questions, you can watch it. On Amazon Prime, I think you had to pay two ninety nine or something to watch. You maybe so. spend like seven dollars this week. Absolutely, you need to pick more free movies, you son of a. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. So there you go. Thank you very much, and be well. Bye, children. Bye.